Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. with you on the show today sponsored by our good friends at Sunbury Motors 4th Street in Sunbury Sunbury Motors Kia routes 11 and 15 almost wharf online at sunburymotors.com Aaron Judge nothing last night still at 60 home runs I mean nothing he still had two doubles I mean a couple of bullets last night but they didn't leave the park so they got the Red Sox for four starting tonight at Yankee Stadium. And Michael Walker, by the way, goes tonight for the Red Sox, who's, by the way, been really good this year. 11 and 1, 2.61 ERA. He's been outstanding. And he will get the ball, at least to start tonight, for the Red Sox. The irony is so many parallels with Judge. And Roger Maris. Now, Maris, of course, was a left-handed hitter, Judge right-handed. But Maris wore nine. Judge wears 99. Judge has spent a lot of the season playing in center field, but essentially he is a right fielder. That's what Roger Maris was, right fielder. And Roger Maris... was a two-time MVP... In the American League, a lot of people may not realize there was a three-year stretch in 60, 61, 62, where Maris had a total of about 132 home runs. Pretty darn impressive stretch, and he was a really Judge is a terrific defensive player. Terrific defensive player. And so was Maris. Maris was a really good defensive player. And here he is going after 61 tonight, 61 years after Maris set the record. Amazing. 
some of the numbers. A lot of fun. I'm going to talk about more about this in a moment as we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Again, here we are with Aaron Judge in his pursuit. Major League Baseball is not going to change up, by the way. Uh, They are going to keep the game on Apple Plus tomorrow if he doesn't get there tonight. Tonight's game is on Fox. So we have an interesting uh, uh, conundrum tonight. The interesting conundrum is as follows. You have Aaron Judge going after 61 tonight to tie Roger Maris. It's on national TV on Fox. But the Steeler game tonight is on Amazon Prime with the Browns. It is not as easy... to switch between the two as it is when it's just TV to TV as opposed to streaming. And I'd like to see the Judge at-bats tonight while still watching the Browns game. If I get the little circle tonight, which I got last week on the Chiefs game, That was kind of a bummer when that happened. Like, oh, it was such a good game, and all of a sudden I got the streaming circle. Like, really? Oh, doggone it. And uh, the uh, hopefully I'll avoid that tonight, because I thought the broadcast was really good. Al Kirk... Kaylee Hartung, I mean, they do a great, you know, it's a good broadcast. But the circle, and again, I, let's see, it comes on, and I waited like 10 to 15 minutes, knowing me it was probably 10. And I still got the little circle. I'm like, great. Waited about 20 minutes, and I still got the little circle. Now, some of you who watched it did not. I did. Bummer. Hopefully I won't get that tonight. They did well in the ratings. They ended up with 15 million viewers, of which 11.8 million uh, were actually on Amazon Prime. Remember, local TV stations... in the market are allowed to carry the game. So tonight, for example, I think it's KDK Channel 2 in Pittsburgh. They can carry the game. Whomever the designated station is, and I don't know what the station in Cleveland is. But they're the ones that are allowed to carry the game locally. 
So between Kansas City and Los Angeles, and most especially Kansas City, they had about 3.2 million viewers just on the -the over-the-air part and 11.8 million viewers on Prime, which is a pretty good audience. I know I, I want to relate this to the Big Ten, if you don't mind, because there's been some talk that Amazon Prime is going to be the key to getting the Pac-12 out of its financial doldrums. And if they can do that, great. Because Amazon Prime or Prime Video wants to get into college football. That way it can promote the NFL. At the same time the NFL can promote college, they want to go in that direction. They did bid for the Big Ten. And the Big Ten decided to go with the NFL model. Can you blame them? You go with the NFL model because if that is what the big dog is going with, and the big dog is the big dog for a reason success, then it is prudent upon, incumbent upon you to say, you know what, if it works for them, it can work for us. So the Big Ten came up with a great package. There are some people that are throwing around the idea, maybe the Big Ten brings in more schools, and you know, and then you put together a prime video package with Amazon. There are a few schools that I do know dread the idea. Why? Okay. If you're Indiana, Purdue, Minnesota, Northwestern, Illinois, Maryland, Rutgers, and they were to get a prime video package, wouldn't you fear a couple of games a year for your team would be on prime video instead of something that you can see either on cable or over the air? That's the fear. That's the worry of those schools. I already know that. I've talked to some people about this. And that would be them. That'd be one of the reasons. Now, now, the Big Ten right now has its packages together TV-wise. And I'll give you an example. Penn State, I saw the TV schedule today, mostly BTNs, a couple of ESPNs, some Big Ten pluses. Next year, when they go to the basketball part of the new TV package, there'll be Fox, Fox Sports 1, CBS on some weekends. Oh, and by the way, NBC Peacock. I can see Penn State basketball next year being on NBC Peacock a couple of times. That's what you do have to be concerned about if... You are in football, Indiana, Purdue, Minnesota, even Nebraska to a point, the way they're playing right now. Rutgers, Maryland, Northwestern, Illinois. You have to be concerned that you're going to end up on that that 
package of games a couple of times if they had a prime video package. What the TV ratings are showing happen to be this. There is no doubt that streaming is a part of the future. There's no question. But when you look at the TV ratings for the NFL... over the opening two weekends, you are reminded in no uncertain terms of the power and reach of broadcast TV. Hey, the streaming numbers are great. Amazon got 11.8 on streaming alone, then another 3.2 over the year. But 11.8, that's really good. But that doesn't compare to the numbers of the broadcast networks. It actually is a great reminder of the power and reach of broadcast TV, even in an era of cord cutting. It's something that can't be forgotten. And we haven't forgotten it. I mean, we haven't forgotten it. I mean, everyone can talk about cord cutting, but ESPN still is on 80 million cable systems. That's why when I talk about the possibility of Aaron Judge breaking the record on Apple TV+, Yeah. The other element, too, to keep in mind is that the that Amazon, which did well with Thursday Night Football, is no getting around it, may want to put in a bid for the NBA. We'll see. Next half hour, our high school roundtable here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, let's get to it. Our high school football roundtable. Once they play tomorrow, it'll officially be fall. 
Fall officially arrives at 9.04 tonight. Sealands Grove and Shikolimi will play in the good old-fashioned backyard scrap. So we start with Zach Showers. Zach? Do we have our roundtable people set up here? Yep, yes. I'm here, Steve. <laughs> there you go, Zach. How are you? I don't. I have no idea. I'm doing Nobody well. How about me. yourself? Nobody tells me what's going on. All right. <laughs> uh, great to have you with us. Uh, I want to start with this. I realize there's a every year there's a realignment and so forth, but uh, in this chair, it's absurd. Sealands Grove's hosting the game for the second straight year. <laughs> um, I, I mean, mean, basically I, the I, way it works, yeah. <laughs> works with uh, schedules and rotating from, you know, basically two-year contracts, if you want to say. I think that's probably why, but I'll take it. <laughs> it's absurd. It's absurd. It's not, I mean, two teams separated by that far, you should be, I don't care what happens with the schedules, they should be alternating every year. But let's move on. Uh, Sealands Grove, how do you evaluate where they are right now, Zach? Um, I think uh, they're in a pretty good place moving forward. Um, the last couple weeks have been um, a little rough, um, if you want to say, but the reality is they're a team that's put together, um, you know, three wins out of four and yes. have done it without a lot of their – or without some of their main skill guys um, that are, you know, either back or in the process of coming back. So this is a team that um, with some with – some, influx of talent and some guys healthy um, defensively they were um, I wouldn't say dominant last week but they definitely found their footing a little bit more um, had 15 tackles for a loss and really shut down Shemokin's running game and uh, now we're uh, just hopeful that some other uh, starters on offense are back and um, this team really all their goals are still in front of them um, you know despite some of the struggles the past couple weeks once they get everybody back, Zach, the guys that filled in who have done a really good job, what can that do maybe to rotations where now you have more guys maybe playing just one way instead of two? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say on, on defense, there's been some guys that have uh, been in and out at the linebacker position um, to a point that, you know, there's some players who have been starters. Um, even the past two years that are going to be able to jump in and see a lot of snaps at other positions. Um, but, you know, really what it does, um, you know, the Seals Grove fans and team are hopeful that Mark Pastore can be back this week. Um, it looks like yes. that's probably going to be a game-time decision. Um, but what that does is Seals Grove's had to move their um, really star wide receiver who had over 150 yards and a touchdown in the first game to quarterback. Um, and what that will do is just kind of reset everything and get hopefully Gavin Bastian back to wide receiver where he's used to making plays and um, having Tucker Teets come back. So really, there, there definitely is some depth that's gained there, and there's also just um, you know pretty much getting back to what the game plan was at the beginning of the season and where guys were out throughout um, all the summer and fall camp. No question. Give me, from the Sealands Grove point of view, you know, what how they view the rivalry. Because sometimes each side views the, quote, rivalry in a different light. How does Sealands Grove view it? 
Yeah, I think it's a, it might be a little bit different than Schick, um, just because Jones Grove has been really so dominant in it. Um, yes. They're 27-5 and five since 2000 against Schickalimi. So, um, you know, but yet a lot of these kids, and you know with social media, um, kids are connected now more than ever. You know, these guys are playing together in, in other sports. They're doing things. So there, there's definitely still that aspect of the rivalry there. There's kind of the, the trash talking that goes on um, that maybe we as adults don't really see it, to see that, but it goes on. Um, so, yeah, it's. It, I wouldn't say that it's a little bit – I, I wouldn't say it's a, you know, not a rivalry anymore by any stretch of the imagination. No. But when you start, when you start to look at it, um, you definitely realize that Seals Grove has been dominant. But um, I can tell you last year when the Rally in the Valley trophy was was raised and Seals Grove got it for the, for, um, the fifth straight year, um, the guys were every bit as excited as, as I've seen any other year. And um, should Seals Grove go out and uh, get a win tomorrow night, um, I would say that the same thing is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and the reason I ask that question is, for example, Maryland Duke basketball. Maryland to them, it was the rival, the rival, the rival. You talk to the Duke people, and it's another big ACC game for them. And it's just, it's sometimes it's just not the same. All right, always a pleasure, Zach. Great job, great work as always. Absolutely, thank you, Steve. Let's go to the other side of the rivalry, and that is the Chief Dave Ritchie. Chief, welcome. Great to have you with us. It's good to be back into the studio with my friend Greg. All right, after yes. the two last two weeks, so yeah. it, it makes me feel a little more comfortable. Okay. Well, and he he was lonely, and so the suit showed up last week, and Greg said he felt even lonelier. Uh, so it's, it, was, it was kind of a sad deal. Uh, so I will start with that question that I just asked Zach about about the rivalry part. Yes, it's an important game for both teams, but how does Shikolami view the rivalry? I think the rivalry is more uh, with the community than it is with the football team right now. I think the parents, it's a nice rivalry because some of the parents of the Seals Grove players are Shikolami graduates, and we have a couple yes. of people that came to Seals Grove. So, you know, I, I really think that uh, it's getting to a point that. Uh, it's like you said. It's, it's 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 another game. I mean, you can you can give a pep talk and get ready all week about the rivalry, but you know, once that whistle blows, it's pretty much just another football game. Right. No, I I talk about that all the time. All the, the pregame speech you see in the locker room, that film, of course, glorifies. They get all fired up and they run through the tunnel. And then, well, the band has to play. The band leaves. They have to do the coin toss. The 15 minutes later, you finally hit somebody. Yeah, it's like, it exactly sort of wears right. off a little bit. They, I mean, I hate being real on this show for people, but I mean, and it drives the suit nuts that I am. But it is. That's the reality of it. Steve, I played. Right. I played in a lot of those games, and I coached in a lot of them in the 70s yep. and 80s. And and uh, to be honest with you, I I don't remember when I played. We get up any more than than we did any other game. So yeah. Uh, I think the Mount Carmel game was more of a rivalry force from like 1965 yeah. to 1972. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, when doubt it. Now they're coming off a game with Jersey Shore, and Jersey Shore is really, really good. But you can't let that. You can't let a team like that beat you twice. So, have you seen a bounce back where it just says, "Okay, that happened. Let's move on." 
Well, I, our defense, Steve, believe it or not, played very well. And people are going to say, well, the score was 49 to nothing, and it was 35 nothing at halftime. But Jersey Shore had negative yardage on the running game because our kids stopped them and they threw the quarterback for a loss. The only problem was Jersey Shore started just about every series on our 30 and in, sometimes inside yeah. the 10. And it's hard to it's hard to keep a, a team with that kind of offense out of the end zone when they got a short porch like that. Our kids will bounce back. They, uh, you know, I, I, I there's going to be there's going to have to be some changes in the lineup, and uh, it's it it really pointed out that uh, you know you can have all the skill people in the world, the best skill people in the world, but if you don't have those guys from the tight end to the left tackle uh, that are blocking for you, uh, you know, sometimes those people are, are just kind of uh, out in the field. Or they're, they don't make an, there isn't an effect. And we had, we really struggled on the offensive line this past week. That's something that, and again, we have uh, two kids that are out and we, you know, I got some younger kids in there, but at least they're going to grow up quick. Yeah, no question about that. The problem is the immediate yes. uh, issue because it just sounds like Shikolimi doesn't have enough offense right now because of that situation to make the defense pay off. Yeah, it's uh, it's you, when your when your defense is on the field a lot, and uh, Steve, to be honest with you, a lot of those kids that are on defense are on offense, and you know you put a great effort out on defense to go right back and then try to run offensive series. I'm sure it puts a little bit more, make, it causes maybe the stamina not to be as good. I'm, I'm just speculating, but uh, you know they they work so hard to stop Jersey Shore. All right, and uh, you know sometimes. Sometimes that effort is uh, is doesn't that, the effort doesn't happen on the other side of the ball. We talk sometimes, uh, Dave, in basketball, uh, and of course, you know, we have media timeouts in college basketball. When you are the underdog, win each media timeout. How important would it be for Shikolami to win each quarter? Uh, that would that would be fantastic. I mean, it would be something that uh, I think the kids would uh, get some confidence in. Uh, I I really think that if Shikolami can put some points on the board, uh, it'll it'll do a lot to cure the ailments that they had in the Jersey Shore game. Yes. And if they could win, you know, I, I there there are times when the last two games our kids haven't stopped playing. That's I will say that they played all four quarters, and if you could win a couple of those, it's like a it's like a I just watched a a boxing movie, uh, uh, and and the thing was it went twelve rounds, and both boxers were you know as 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 good or as uh, gave gave as much effort in the twelfth round as they did in the first, and yes. our kids have done that. All right, it's just that sometimes you're outmatched, and I think if they give if they give uh, Seals Grove the effort all four quarters. There's yeah. a good possibility we could win one or two of them. Right, exactly. All right. Uh, Lewisburg, Greg, uh, I want to dovetail off Dave's point about mm-hmm. the effort part. It sounds like Lewisburg is giving the effort every time out. They've just been overscheduled. Is that fair? I think that's a fair comment. They have given it effort. They haven't quit. Uh, they've played hard. They just, uh, right now, a lot like Shikalimi. Uh They have linemen that are going both ways. Defensively, they don't do a bad job. I mean, I know they're giving up a lot of points, but uh, Southern ran two kick, uh, two punt returns back last week for touchdowns. Uh, that, that's that's, a that's an yeah, and it's it's a huge mm-hmm. issue. Uh, 
line, and I've told you this probably for the last five, six years I've been on this show. It comes down to the offensive and defensive lines, and we are not controlling the line of scrimmage. That's hurting us. That was the that was the first question I asked James Franklin in the postgame show on Saturday. It was about, hey, look, in the trenches, both sides. What did it mean? And and that was the that's yeah. how Penn State won the game. Sure, that's exactly I mean, right. Yep. And uh, and the the offensive line of scrimmage is being pushed back in our our way. And when we have the ball defense, and when the other team has the ball defensively, it's three yards downfield when we're making a tackle, or the defensive lineman or touching the ball carrier. So you can't win ball games like that. I know I brought this up before, but what would it mean to these kids? And really, and Dave, you can chime in on this from the Shikolami point of view, too. What would it mean for each team to get a lead so that suddenly they're playing with a lead? That, that would be huge for Lewisburg right now. Uh, and you know what? I was at practice yesterday at Lewisburg, and the they probably have had their two best practices of the season, Tuesday and Wednesday of this week. I mean, the coach made a comment on it, too, afterwards. Uh, these kids are ready to play a game. They're ready to win a football game. They think their season's starting right now. Yeah. you know, And, that, and a year ago, that's what they did that's, was right about now. Exactly. Yep, exactly yeah. right. Uh, and yeah. Dave, Dave, your point on Shikolami, if they could get a lead and go back to their sideline and suddenly look at the scoreboard and say, hey, we're playing with the lead. Well, they did that at Central Mountain two weeks ago, and they played yep. very well. And that's something in, in, in three of the games they never had mm-hmm. that. Uh, I thought we had it against Jersey Shore because the first three times Jersey Shore was on offense, we stopped them. And yeah. uh, that's something that a lot of teams haven't done before. But you get some points on the board. You know, if you're still looking at goose eggs on your side up there, you yeah. know, it, it's kind of tough. But you get, you know, you get up 3 nothing, or you get up 7 nothing to start out. I, I think you, you got a little bit more pep in your step as they say yeah I'm, no I mean there's no question there's the psychology of it is right. remarkable what it what it means was well, it's it's central Columbia now they know as a bowling school <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say that to the football and, team and I know where the, <laughs> no. I know I know where the banner is too because I've been yeah, pointed out to me 25 years in a row <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> repeatedly as you sat there for 25 years in a row so for those who don't know, the suit Kevin Hur went to Central Columbia, and his bowling championship deal is up there. That's why I call him a bowling school. All right. Uh, so what's it going to take against this team? Because Central Columbia obviously is a good football team. They they uh, they have a pretty good offense, Steve. They have a senior quarterback. They have a their their running back is a transplanted quarterback. He played quarterback last year for him. He's now their tailback, and they have two good wide receivers. Uh, I. Central Columbia is a team that you're never going to out-athlete. They always right. have g- good athletes. Uh, their question, again, is like Lewisburg's. Can their offensive and defensive lines do the job? And I, and I think that's what it's going to come down to. Right now, the way it looks, it looks like they have a better offense than Lewisburg does. But yeah. it looks like Lewisburg has a better defense than Central does. So it's, I think it's going to be a fun game to watch tomorrow night. Have the two of you seen the Eli Manning piece 
Chad Powers. I yes, did. Yes, it's I great. have. It's, it's great. It's great. <laughs> is that funny or it's, what? It's so yeah. funny. I guess one of the one of the players or coaches says, "Yeah, we had to look. We had to keep this guy." All right. So well, well, I like Dan, when he ran the five four three forty. Oh my! It was four five nine. Oh, four, right. Yeah. And, and Manny, Manny, Eli, you know, because yeah. you know he presented the scholarship to Barney at the end, which was really cool. Yeah. To, to be the speech was much longer, by the way, that he made. Okay. He's talking about Victor Cruz, and Victor Cruz was a free agent, and how he became a, you know, Pro Bowler, caught a touchdown in the Super Bowl. You know, that stuff was all cut out for time, because mm-hmm. uh, I was there when he did it, and and. That think fast, run fast. Yeah, I mean, I'm <laughs> so now they're selling T-shirts, right, to benefit Penn State football run-ons. Okay, that's great. And, and one of them is think fast, run fast. Chad Powers with with the with the caricature, right? <laughs> then, then they're also selling his number two hundred right. shirt. That he wore in the run-on tryout. <laughs> See, Danny O'Brien. Now they wanted to make sure that James knew, but nobody else knew. So Danny, who's you know, and Danny is really smart, terrific quarterback coach, right? So he's looking at this and he's like, "Wow!" But <laughs> but Eli then started to use some terminology where. Danny says something's going on here. Right? Like a run-on tryout guy is not supposed to use the terminology that I don't know you're using the Super Bowl, <laughs> right? And it's, it's, and he says something's not quite uh, kosher here because I I was kidding James. I said to James, God, the other day I, I looked over at him. I says. It's too bad about the ineligibility thing. I said the Powers kid looked like he had something. <laughs> if you get, if people get a chance, you got to watch it. It's too funny. It is. It is very funny. Yeah. And it's it's all ad lib guys. Yeah. He didn't use yeah. Omaha, did he? As brothers no. term. <laughs> well, it, it's Omaha Productions. Omaha. Okay, That's, I got you. It's <laughs> Omaha <Yeah>. Productions. <laughs> NFL Films, by the way, is the one that did it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, on the crew for um, uh, NFL Films that day was Brandon Bell, who was the captain of the 2016 team. He's oh. working for NFL Films now. Okay. So Good. so I got a chance to catch up with him, talk for a while. It was just the whole thing was just really cool. It was. Uh, it was great. But the way they ended up doing it was phenomenal. Right? I mean, yep. He's just a really funny guy with a great sense of humor. Yeah. I mean, and, you know. Something that's missing on the uh, WKOK Friday night broadcast, even though Chief tries. <laughs> You're going to get me in trouble, Steve. You know that. No, I'm the one saying it, Dan. I know. I'm just, <laughs> and, I, and, and it's just me having your back. Uh, All th- right. Thank you. <laughs> you guys are the greatest. Hey, thank one you, Steve. Days, one care. of these days on a Thursday, I'll come in. We'll all do this in the same room together and go out and have some beverages. That, that would be wonderful. That sounds great. Sounds great, that'd Steve. Be great. Yep. Yeah, that'd two, be great. Two great guys. Thank you so much. Appreciate you two more than you know. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Dave Ritchie. Greg Wetzel. We'll come back more in a moment as we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK.